Hello and welcome everyone to this, the sixth podcast in our ISA voice series covering sustainability topics in the leather industry. My name is Keith Hill and I am the Vice President of Sustainable Business Development for ISA Tantec Industrial. Today's podcast will have one primary topic, which is the carbon footprint of leather. This topic is controversial with many different studies, data analysis, conclusions, and opinions dependent upon the source, and unfortunately, there is not a consensus among them. It is clear that many people stereotype the tanning industry as environmentally hostile, which in fact was true in many countries 30 to 40 years ago. The tanning industry has developed immensely over the last 20 years with extensive governmental oversight, policies, and clear parameters and standards that must be met and are audited by local and national governments on a regular basis. The last 16 years has also seen the establishment of the Leather Working Group in 2005, which was founded by brands and leather manufacturers wishing to improve the impact of the leather supply chain through audit certification. Today, the LWG, the acronym for the Leather Working Group, is an international not-for-profit organization that has more than 1,400 members and partners across the global industry. The LWG has an executive committee and working groups that includes brands and leather suppliers and has partnerships with the National Wildlife Federation and the World Wildlife Fund, to name a few. ISA is a proud member of the LWG. We have three tanneries in Asia that have been audited by the LWG and awarded gold certifications, the highest achievable certification level. With the extensive government oversight and the collaborative industry scope of the LWG, we can say today the leather industry is meeting environmental requirements that are some of the toughest in the world and that leather is responsibly made. Based on the high level of environmental compliance in the leather industry, the new stereotyping of the leather industry has moved on to the carbon footprint in the leather supply chain and greenhouse gas emissions in particular. As noted earlier, this is a controversial subject at best, but there are some interesting studies that have been done looking at the evolution of the industry and greenhouse gas emissions. Looking first at the U.S. beef supply chain, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association states that between 1961 and 2018, the U.S. beef industry has reduced emissions per pound of beef by more than 40%. This is the result of improved sustainability efforts and improved use of resources. And according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, per the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, the U.S. beef supply chain has the lowest greenhouse gas emissions footprint of all beef-producing countries in the world. More importantly, in August this year, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association has committed to demonstrate climate neutrality of the U.S. cattle production by 2040. And just as interesting, the European Commission's in-depth product environmental footprint evaluation for cattle hide leathers showed the environmental footprint carryover from the animal's life cycle has been reduced to less than 1%. One of the main greenhouse gases that is of concern is methane from cattle hide production. It is true that all cattle create methane, but methane production contributes just 8.2% 
of all U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, and less than a third of this is methane produced by livestock farming, meaning 2% of the total methane produced in the U.S. is from livestock farming. Another common stereotype in regards to greenhouse gas emissions is that the leather industry contributes to deforestation. Where forest land is apparently being taken for livestock, the usual drivers are greed and corruption, with profit from the timber or mining or growing crops like soya beans. Putting cattle on these lands is initially often a tool intended to establish or pretend ownership as it is the quickest device or way to do so. The leather industry is absolutely and vigorously opposed to deforestation. In September this year, the Leather and Hide Council of America has joined forces with the World Wildlife Fund to tackle the challenges the leather industry faces in developing markets, including deforestation, water use, greenhouse gas emissions, and workers' rights. The intent is to significantly advance the decoupling of deforestation from the global leather value chains. And finally, just a few weeks ago, the world came together in Glasgow to address climate change through the 26th Conference of the Parties, or COP26. The leather industry was active during the conference and highlighted the role natural materials can play to limit climate impacts of consumer materials, especially when compared to synthetics or fossil fuel-based competitor materials. Readily available raw materials like leather, when ethically and properly produced, can be an important replacement for fossil fuels, reducing the needs for extraction and retaining more carbon in the ground. This concludes our sixth ISA Voice podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We hope that you found it informative. Stay tuned for our seventh ISA Voice podcast, which will address life cycle assessment and analysis in the leather industry and why it is important and how it can be used. Thank you and goodbye.